funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, color some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest. Hello world, welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up? Hello. And Abigail Williams. Hello America, great to be back with you guys. We are back. It's good to see you guys. Good to see you. I know, it's been a minute. Yeah, I know. I missed y'all. I don't know if you had an uneventful January. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in January. I don't remember much of it. It was so bland. It certainly didn't feel like its own year. It certainly didn't feel like the country might collapse. So (laughs) that was nice. (laughs) It was just nice to feel secure in our democratic process, you know. Right. (laughs) Any day now, please, God. This is our first episode of 2021, season four, y'all. Can you believe it? Hey, we're legit now. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this for a minute. Wait, Alex, you just vanished, like, in both sound and visual. Like, you look like you fell off the bridge. Oh, well. <laughs> it actually does. Your eyeballs are at the very bottom. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a cartoon. It looks like you're hanging on for dear life. <laughs> like, like, we need a call for help. <laughs> I'm back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm back. I climbed up, but. She made it. She climbed out of January, got mm-hmm. into February. That's what January was, trying to get across the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> that is so real. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to kick off the episode a little different today. Abigail, what are you laughing at this week? This week, I'm laughing at anal swab. <laughs> All right. That's all you're getting from me unless you vote for my topic. <laughs> all right, Alex, what's making you laugh this week? Have y'all heard the story about the Gorilla Glue and the ponytail? Whoa. No, 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 but I want to. (laughs) This could be my vote. I'm laughing at the headline, Chastity Cage Security Flaw Could Let Hackers Lock Up Your Penis. What? Oh, man. These are too good. It's too hard to pick one topic. So what shall we discuss today? For me, it's between the chastity belt and Gorilla Glue. For me, it's Gorilla Glue. I'm very intrigued by what you said, George. That is a very... (laughs) captivating headline. <laughs> I can't believe you guys don't think anal swab is captivating. <laughs> no, that, that is that is true. This is hard. Or disgusting. I'm going to change my vote to Gorilla Glue, so now that's two, right? Yeah. So we go for the gold. All right, Alex. All right, gorilla Glue. Tell us more. I feel so honored. Thank you for your vote. The Gorilla Glue story involves Miss Tessica Brown of Louisiana. Okay. She wanted to have a cute ponytail and she just wanted to have her hair looking good and she wanted to lay her edges down. Oh no, Tessica, what'd you do? Who knows where Tessica was going, but she ran out of her jail. And so girlfriend found a bottle of spray on Gorilla Glue and decided that she was going to spray the Gorilla Glue in her hair. Oh, so this wasn't a mistake. She did this. On purpose. Oh, she chose to do this. Okay. Uh, worse. I am worse. so stressed out right now. <laughs> I know. I know what's about to happen. To I'm Tessica. like touching my own hair. 
the day she wanted to get that ponytail in her hair and chose negativity and violence, and she sprayed her hair with Gorilla Glue. (laughs) (laughs) I chose negativity and violence against my own hair. (laughs) (laughs) As a result, Miss Tessica had to go to TikTok earlier in the week, and she told us the story of her (laughs) ponytail. She was at her wit's end and she just needed help because everybody in her life has tried to help her get this ponytail out, which at the point that she had made the TikTok video had now been in her hair for a month. Oh, my God. What? I must say, when I watched the TikTok video, the ponytail did look good. And I'm not (laughs) the hairstyle for my birthday. You know, a good slick pony is like really long. Anyway, the point is. Yeah, that long hair is about to be long gone. She's going to have to chop it. So Miss Tessica cannot get this Gorilla Glue out of her hair. And it's blown up over the Internet. She has gone to the ER. She's made TikToks. Wait a minute. During a global pandemic, when people are going to the ER (laughs) dying, (laughs) someone with glue in her hair decides that was the place to go rolling in for help. I'm trying to visualize that scene. Ma'am, what are you here for? (laughs) I just have this glue in my hair. It's really (laughs) bothering me. Can somebody please help? This is an emergency. There is a video of a medical staff member trying to help her get the Gorilla Glue out of her hair with acetone and saline. In my world, acetone is known as a nail polish remover or something to remove fake nails. Yeah, right. This is what they're using in her hair. And you can see her visibly aching and distressed and pain from the acetone. She probably got a lesion or something in her scalp from using Gorilla Glue. Never have I known Gorilla Glue to be in your hair. It's not a hair care product. The Gorilla Glue company has had to speak out because what? <laughs> this story has trended so much. And they had to release a statement paraphrasing it. Essentially, they was like, this is an unfortunate situation. We are sorry this has happened. <laughs> Sucks what to else did you say? Listen, if I were the spokesperson, here's what I would say. Why would you put glue in your hair? The end. <laughs> That's the best I've got for you, ma'am. I don't ma'am. know if she thought it was going to be the equivalent to Gorilla's, not the gel. I don't know what she thought she was going for. It's going to take some time and some energy to get this Gorilla Glue out of her hair. If she wanted to do it medically, it's a 20-hour surgery that involves acetone and saline. Let me tell you what's faster. Chop your hair off and call it a day, okay? Go to the barber and get it. Don't give it to Locks for Love because they don't want it and move on with your life. Sorry, Tessica. That really sucks. Hate it for you. Sorry, Tessica. That stinks. I don't think I'll ever be asking you to babysit (laughs) or anything like that. She runs a daycare. What? Not my daycare. It's a 40-year-old woman. There's just so many factors here. It's really shocking. I didn't realize she was grown. Because I didn't realize grown folks go on TikTok when they have problems in their lives. This is not a baby. We're not talking about one of the Gen Zers. We are talking about a <laughs> grown-ass woman. Tessica, bless you. Bless your head. I pray you get the glue out because you got a whole heap of mess in front of you for a long time. Yeah. 
She does. Tessica, you're in our thoughts and I guess our prayers and we hope the best for you. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to what's hopefully a less terrifying subject. We're going to play a game. Word picture. You guys ever heard of this? Mm -mm. No. The basic idea here is I'm going to say a word and you have to say the first image that comes into your mind based on the word. So, for example, if I said the word blue, maybe the first image you see is the sky. Does that make sense? Mm, Okay. All right. Now, keep it quick. When you hear the word, just give me your answer. And that's all I'm asking for. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Wait, how do you win? You win by being funny. This is a comedy podcast. I thought it was a competition. <laughs> it's a game. And I was like, I'm going to whoop fun. your ass, Alex. <laughs> if you're funnier than Alex, you win. If Alex is funnier than you, she wins. I'm just going to win because I get All to right. say these words and hear what you're going to say. Okay. First word. Floppy. Ears. That's a home. Wow. Okay. Moist. Cake. Sponge. Clammy. Soup. A clam. Good music. Kanye West. Oh, I see Whitney. Okay. Politics. Kanye West. Okay. Destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's really nice. Worms. Dummy. Oh, I always imagine the little worm that's sitting out of the apple when you're in a classroom and it has like, hey, it's for apple, and then there's an apple with a worm in it. That's what I always okay. think of when you say worm. That's very specific. Okay. Sorry. It is, and I like it. That's the point. Okay, the last friendly two. friendly worm that was always like, hey, what's up, yeah. worm? <laughs> what's up, guys? Worm? Come on into my school. <laughs> I've never found a worm in an apple ever, and if I did, I would freak the F out. It would for sure freak me out. It's like when you used to shuck corn, if you guys ever did that, and then you find the worms in there, and you're like, ah, ah. Your mom's like, pull it together. Shuck that corn. Not ever happened to you? We had different upbringings. Okay, next word, (laughs) cult. Nexium. The GOP. (laughs) That's the picture. You see a picture of GOP? (laughs) Yeah, it's um people storming a capital. I don't know. Okay, and last word, annoying. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady? This is such an old reference. God, I'm old. Janice from Friends. Oh, yeah. She is annoying. Okay, yeah. That's 20 years ago. Whatever association, it's your association, George. Okay. All right. Well, that was our game, guys. It was a lot cleaner than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I'm pulling out words like moist, floppy, and clammy. And you guys are like soup. That's an ounce. I'm pretty impressed and shocked that as the homeschool student of the group that I was the weirdest. I love you, Abigail, but the homeschool kids that I went to college with, they was always the freakiest and came up with the craziest (laughs) ideas. And I was always looking at them like, we was not allowed to do that in public school. (laughs) You know, that's funny, Alex, because growing up, a lot of people would say that to me as a pastor's kid. They're like, I know what you pastor's kids are like. And then I grew up and met some other pastor's kids, and I was like, wow, a lot of pastor's kids really are like this. But I wasn't. I was an angelic saint, so. All right. Well, that's literally the game. four out of the five worst people I've ever met are pastors' kids. Me? No. Oh. You're not among the worst people I know. That's a different podcast. Yeah, the worst people I know. We should start that <laughs> one. I like that idea. I got a lot of ideas for that. I know a lot people. of terrible people. I got people. a lot of terrible people. 
All right. Well, that wraps up our game. Thank you for playing and for keeping it clean. What a family friendly <laughs> show. We yeah. Have. My mom's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Mine's not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of email from our listeners and we try to make sure we read everything, even if we don't address everything on the show. And I don't know why, but we still get a lot of people contacting us asking for advice. That makes sense. We sound like really solid people. You know, Alex has hit somebody with her car. You know, George. I forgot about that. <laughs> we all know that I'm a complete nutcase. George associates Basset Hound and Floppy. I have a very floppy Basset Hound. You do. You're right. It makes sense. We have a lot of people who've reached out to us. And Alexandria, you're kind of the resident therapist of the group. I thought that maybe <laughs> you could help fix some of these people's problems. Sure. Dear Alex, my roommate's boyfriend lost his job and moved in with us temporarily in October. He was supposed to be out by Halloween. It's now almost Valentine's Day. The guy is a total loser. He's an effing mess. He drinks beer and smokes weed all day, doesn't cook, clean, or contribute. I confronted her last week, and she confessed that she's over him, too, and wants to break up with him, but won't because he has nowhere to go. How do I convince her to put his ass out on the curb? Denise. Hey, girl. Our guy, I don't know. Anybody could be a Denise. That is a conundrum. There's nothing worse than living with someone that is overstaying their welcome and is a mess. Those are two things that really grind my gears so I can only imagine what you're experiencing Denise I just recommend being a pillar of truth and letting your friend know girl he's got to go and if you're feeling it we're all feeling it and let's work on this together she can break up with him she has every right she should treat it like a layoff and maybe give him something of a pink slip (laughs) yeah pink slip him if she really cares about him Perhaps she can kick him out to the living room, give him approximately 15 to 20 days if we're feeling generous. That's really generous. Yeah. How much generosity do we have from like October to February? (laughs) I'm being a little nice. I'm going to give him a little grace because there's a whole Ponderosa going on and we've been in it for almost (laughs) a year Alex, what if she and the roommate pay for him to have a room at an extended stay for a week? And just put him out the house and let him figure it out from there. I like that, George. Okay, so that's like a severance package, right? That's the severance <laughs> package. Y'all can pay for him to get an extended stay, get him out of your home, and the rest is on him. That is a very quick solution. Or let him stay in the living room, give him about a week, and then he has to go. Do y'all have any muscular cousins that can beat people up without getting in trouble? That's normally what I like to resolve to, like scaring people. At the end of his week, you have the cousins come up and kick him out and throw out his stuff and then just be there as manpower. And it's amazing. I had a friend who her husband was a violent person. And when it came to my attention, we were like, all right, this guy's out. And my husband's not a small guy. And neither are some of the friends that just went over there while she was getting her stuff out. And homeboy did not mess with anybody when they were there because there's power in the presence, man. There is something that is true about when you have some muscle around, if you have some people present, people ain't going to mess with you as much. So 
either get you a goon squad or just pay for an extended stay. And you'll be good to go, Denise. That's some solid advice. All right, we have time for one more. Dear Alex, nobody knows that I'm secretly a kleptomaniac. I take little things from work and stores and people's houses. Last week, I had dinner with my best friend and accidentally stole her engagement ring. Accidentally. I didn't <laughs> even realize it happened. I didn't Not even realize. Not Winona Ryder. She's got all this money in the world, fame, fortune, and she's stealing underwear from a department store or whatever it is. I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. What's the addiction? It's a rush. You can't find another way to get a rush. Go drink a Red Bull or something. And please email us. This is a judgment-free zone, you <laughs> fool. <laughs> I didn't even realize what I'd done until I found it in my pocket the next day. She's freaking out because she lost it and is now avoiding her fiancé so he won't get mad. She's causing strife in this relationship. <laughs> what do I do? Do I confess and risk losing the friendship or should I sneak into her house and hide it somewhere? You need to sneak in the house and hide it because otherwise you are incriminating yourself and you might get locked up because clearly you got a problem. <laughs> you might solve some cases if your friends find out what you've been on. And I just want you to make sure you're good. So if you got a key to the friend's house or you got somebody that can let you in, figure out a way to put it back. You out here messing up friendships and relationships and got people avoiding their love. <laughs> nah. I am with you. I think you have to be sneaky and lie about it. You can never confess that. No one will ever understand. If you confess, you got to go all the way. This is your confession leading you to rehab. <laughs> the next step is a program. Like, no, mm-mm. Alex, you're so right. That is such great advice. And I hope, listeners, that this encourages you to get out there and write us some letters. And by us, I do mean Alex, because I would just slap you on worse people I know, our other podcast, <laughs> and then we'd move on with our lives. Or we could take him into a confession session. But Alex is going to actually help your life. Listeners, if you have a question for Alex and want some advice, email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Now we are going to move into a segment called What's in your bag? This segment is exactly what it sounds like. We are going to pick a person, whether it's a guest or one of us, who has to pull out a bag, and they have to pull out every single item in that bag with zero explanation. They just name it. And then we, the other hosts, get to comment on it. So today, I get to be the host of this. So I get to decide if it's George or Alex. But since Alex just gave such great advice, I feel like I got to throw George under the bus here. <laughs> she did a great job, and it's no offense, George. I feel targeted. You, I yeah, feel like you are. I'm never going to believe you again when you say, I have a segment, and just let it be a surprise. <gasps> That's outrageous. I mean, you're probably <laughs> right in that, but it is what it is. Okay. Do you have right. a bag? Okay, I do. I have this. I have my laptop bag. Okay, George has a laptop bag. It's brown. It's brown leather laptop bag. It's leather it because you can't full. hide money. And it's full of things because um, he's so rich. Okay, so I have a... Are you a kleptomaniac? I have a binder. Okay, binder. There's a sticker and on it. It's a sticker of a beer. It's a sticker that says St. Bernard- Bernardus. Bernardus? 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 
St. Bernardus, it's a beer I like. Oh, Bernardus, oh, wait, yeah, that's good. I'm not supposed to explain, right? Yeah, Sorry. you're not explaining. We're just commenting. What's you in the binder? A project. Which that is? I'm on. A marketing project for my job. Oh, okay. So, All right, boring. Next, moving really on. boring work stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have file folders. Okay. What are in these oh, file folders? And like with bank statements. Let's and read some of those. Really throwing stuff. I got a highlighter. Oh, this like office supplies are just making me so joyful. Ooh. It makes me want to go to Staples. <laughs> a binder clip. Yeah, it's blue. Different acne gel. Oh, great. You. Acne gel. What do you use it for? Yeah, you know, adult acne. Adult acne. Okay, great. You know, we all have it, George. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Keys. Some USB sticks, this adapter thing so I can plug my phone into my laptop. Oh, nice. Yeah, got to have that. What's the key to? I don't know what these keys go to. Really? I like this keychain, though. It's this little Japanese egg named Gudetama. Maybe that's why I have it in here. I don't know what the keys are. That's a really good question. You have keys in your bag that literally are useless with a keychain just because you like the look of the keychain. I think so. I don't know why I have those. Listen, I thought he was really just going to be like the front door. Like he's like, actually, I don't know. These keys are useless. Oh. This is a real thing because I recently have found some keys in a drawer that I have been keeping for years and realized they don't go to anything. Why do we do this? <laughs> All right. Sunglasses. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. A stamp, like a paid stamp that's still on the packaging that I haven't used yet. This is like one of those things that you slap it down on paper and then it inks the word paid in red capital letters. What is that yeah. for? Are you an IRS guy? To mark when I've paid my bills and file them. You don't so just don't pay your bills twice. on email like everybody else? You know, I own like a lot of businesses. There's a lot of bills. He's a rich guy. He owns a lot of businesses, okay? <laughs> or I'm a man who has a lot of bills. When you hit the stamp, are you all dramatic with it? Like, Achang! Paid, bitch. <laughs> I paid that internet bill. I can prove it. I guess I'm going to sound even more bougie. This stamp is for my assistant because she's in charge of paying the bills now. I hire people to pay bills. Man, I got to do that. I've got my reading glasses because I'm old. All right. Are those prescription or are those those readers that you get? So these are from, like, Rite Aid. (laughs) Is Rite Aid still in business? Like Eckerd's. (laughs) I I almost said Eckerd's and then changed to Rite Aid to be more current. Look, I'm referencing friends like it happened yesterday. Oh, man. I'm at that point in my life. Oh, man. I got a bottle opener. Ooh, that doesn't sound like work. I work at a bar. Sometimes I need to open bottles. Hmm. Right. Sure, for work. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and Advil. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The last thing he just casually threw out there was a pill bottle, guys. <laughs> it says ibuprofen, but I can't tell from that But shape. it's really hard drugs <laughs> that I carry to work with me every day. With his bottle opener. Drugs in a bottle opener. Um, Watch out. I'm glad there's nothing embarrassing in there. I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping for something a little bit more exciting. Nonstop random stuff. That I carry around with me at all times. All right. Well, watch out. Whoever's on the show, you never know if we're going to go through your bag. So keep that in mind. I think they should mind. expect that that's going to happen. If I had to do it, now every guest is doing that's it. That's right. We're all going to go through our bags. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
We're going to wrap it up with something new that I'm super excited about. We've done some market research, guys, and we learned that the listeners of Funniest People I Know are exceptionally smart and cultured. True. <laughs> yes, very true. Why else would you listen to this if you're not incredibly Obviously, smart we attract that kind of audience. <laughs> we go through bags on a podcast. That's some <laughs> highbrow shit, okay? Like highbrow. <laughs> the cutting edge news, like Gorilla Glue and ponytails. You're not going to get that. Yeah, on you're not NPR. getting that NPR, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to feed that intellectual curiosity with some inspiring works of writing in our new segment, Literature Corner. This week we bring to you an acclaimed screenplay, Birdemic. Now, Birdemic is a terrible C-list, maybe even Z-list movie about climate change. And while the subject is important, the content is less than inspiring. We're going to take you guys on a journey through the brilliant screenplay with performances that may even possibly somehow make the movie script slightly better. The movie opens with the credits that I could have made with clip art and a word document as a 12 year old in 1999 and a car driving down a road. We then visit a restaurant where after a few awkward interactions between the waitress, Rod, our hero, eats almost an entire meal that we get to watch while he silently watches a blonde female eating her meal. No dialogue happens. Oh, that's thrilling. Thrilling. Rod then follows her out of the restaurant. And after saying to her that he knows her, he thinks from an English class, they pleasantly chat and then she heads out. He then chases after her and says he'd like to keep in touch. And so they exchange, get this, business cards. (laughs) (laughs) What year is it? They have cell phones. I'm just going to throw that out there. They exchange business (laughs) cards and then they go on their merry way. Fast forward through some horrifically filmed news reporter scenes where we hear about the impending doom of the climate. Rod decides to call Natalie, the woman he met after the restaurant, who has just found out that she landed the front cover as a Victoria's Secret model. George, will you play Rod? And Alex, will you play Natalie? Yes. Okay. Hello. (laughs) Natalie? Who's this? It's Rod. Oh, the guy from the restaurant. What's up? Hey, it was nice running into you at Half Moon Bay. Yeah, it was. It was nice meeting you. So, how's your day? It's going well. How's yours? Great. I made a big sale today. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks. I closed a big job offer today with Victoria's Secret. Wow, congratulations. I think you'll look great in those lingerie. (laughs) How about dinner to celebrate your success? That was fast. (laughs) I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. Hmm, Sounds delicious. I'll see you then. And scene. Catchy dialogue. (laughs) Alex George, I got to tell you already, this is actually much more lively and enthralling than the actual <laughs> acting job on the movie Birdemic. And if you want to check it out, it's on Amazon Prime. But we're about to take it to a new place. We cut to Rod and this guy, what's-his-face? I can't even remember his name. Very inconsequential. Two bros who are playing basketball in that awkward, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going for the rim shot kind of game like only white boys who don't know how to play basketball can do. <laughs> <laughs> this time, George, you're going to play Rod and I'm going to play what's-his-face. Okay. Woo! This heat's killing me. 
I know, man. What's with this weather? A heat wave in winter? I don't know. Let's call it a day. I met this girl, Natalie, over the weekend. Good for you. Is she hot? Yeah. Fashion model. Lucky you, man. Yeah. We're going out this weekend. Hope you score with her, man. Is that all you ever think about is sex? Anyways, we're just going to do lunch. Just talk. Get to know each other. A day without sex is a day wasted, man. I'll let you know how it goes. And scene. <laughs> Captivating. <laughs> <laughs> that is seriously some of the worst dialogue I've heard in a script or in real life. Oh, yeah. If my friend called me and that was his chat on the phone, I'd hang up. So, how's your day? It's going well. How's yours? <laughs> Hot. She's definitely going to go out with you, man. I hope you score with her, man. Yeah. This is set in current times, just so we're all clear. <laughs> Maybe like seven years back, but not far enough back to where this dialogue makes any sort of sense. Not a lick of sense. Also, Natalie was alarmed by going to dinner so quickly, but then was like, okay, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, she's she like, like, that's bad. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I guess he got her with the Vietnamese restaurant. She was like, oh, hell yeah, I've been trying to, I've got a restaurant I've been trying to try. Let's go. <laughs> she's she's like, I can go for some <laughs> I also love that they're playing basketball. It's like this crazy scene where they're just like, it's like 30 seconds of awkward back and forth, back and forth. And then, whoo, this heat's killing me. <laughs> and winter. In the winter. Well, it's because of climate change. So, you know, we might bring this back because there's a whole message here that the world needs to hear. It gets really nice and preachy at the end, and I can't wait for you guys to explore it on further episodes of Literature Corner. Thank you guys for joining me in that. Yes. Mm, You got me intrigued, Abigail. (laughs) Not enough to watch it, but I love how fantastically bad that is. All right, guys, this has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits our show. If you enjoy the show, please review, like, subscribe, and share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.